Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm Zach. And we're the Casual Viewers. Uh, today we have with us a very special guest, Micah. Hi, I'm Micah. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me having me here to talk about all the Star Wars. <laughs> we're excited to have you, man. Thanks for coming. Uh, so Micah and I have been friends for a long time, and Micah is pretty much the biggest Star Wars fan I know, so we couldn't think of anyone better to come and talk Star Wars Episode Eight with us. We, I, I'm going to consider that uh, the greatest compliment. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. First off, this is a review of the Star Wars Episode Eight movie, The Last Jedi, so if you haven't seen it, shame on you first. Second, you should go watch it before listening to this, because this will have all of the spoilers, and all of our complaints and or praise about them. I feel like we should just have a blanket statement that everything we talk about is going to have spoilers. Yeah. This will even have episodes, episode 9 spoilers. They'll be incredibly wrong, but spoilers nonetheless. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay, so you said you had a question first, Zach. What is all right, that? that's right. I do have a little bit of trivia for both of you. I want Ryan to answer first, because, Mike, I feel like you're going you're gonna to know. So, Ryan... What um, is the iconic line that has been said in every single Star Wars movie? John Williams. Music by John Williams. It's the, it's the uniting factor. And that's actually not in Rogue One, so you're incorrect. Yeah, but Rogue One doesn't count. No, even in Rogue One. Mostly. May the Force be with you. Is that supposed to be the line? No. it's. I don't know which ones it's not said in, but it's not May the Force be with you. Okay. Like, if you want to say what it is. <clears throat> I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Yes, it yes, is. Every movie has I've got a bad feeling about this, which for such a successful franchise is... Is it like ironic. Han Solo a majority of the time? He, he, and he Obi-Wan is, Kenobi. He, 3PO, I think 3PO gets one in. Oh, okay. Luke Skywalker, I think, is the very first person to ever say K2SO it. K2SO in Rogue K2SO One. K2SO is in Rogue One. Okay. So they shush him at the end. So mm. it's, it's a partial. <laughs> so he says, I have a bad feeling. <laughs> and um, do you know who said it in this movie? Do you even know this one? Was it a porg? I've got to run it through. I've got to run it back through. <laughs> because <laughs> I've got a bad the second about the this. second time I watched it, I was wait I was listening for it because I was like they have to have the line in it. I want to say it's Poe, but I don't think that's right. Maybe it's Finn. It's that's who I'm. I'm seeing, but I can see them both. Those so I'm just making it up. Who, now. who is it, Zach? It was BB-8. It was the very mm-hmm. first thing uttered in the movie when BB-8 is doing the whistle buzzes oh my and gosh. and what? Leia says, I agree with the droid. Uh, the director came back and said, BB-8 was saying, I've got a bad feeling about this. Boo. <laughs> wow. That's the first of many boos that I'm going to say this episode. <laughs> oh my goodness. I swear they say it though. Oh man, that's, that's no, going to bother because, me. See, I was looking for it and I was like, they didn't say it. They didn't say it. So I looked it up and the director came out and said the... It's in the movie, and bb is the one that says it. Okay. And that's why Poe's telling him happy beeps. Yeah, happy beeps. <laughs> happy beeps. And uh, so, second one is, how many times do lightsabers cross in Star Wars The Last Jedi? Uh, well, the, the question would be, <laughs> are you counting imaginary lightsabers? Yes. Because that's an important distinction. Okay, right. Because that would add like how many times ten or so. I don't know how many times does a lightsaber uh, cross on screen. 
With another lightsaber or with, with another other weapons? With another lightsaber. Also another important right. distinction. How many times does a lightsaber cross? Two lightsabers uh, connect? I feel like it would be in like the mid-teens. I feel like it probably wouldn't be... In The Last Jedi? It probably wouldn't be outside of 20 because because it's just Rey and Kylo Ren and Luke with Kylo Ren. Because the rest is all Praetorian Guard and uh, everything else. I'm, I mean... I'm actually going to say... I'd even be lower. I'm actually going to say three... And it's just the times when they're doing the flashbacks because I don't think Ray and Kylo ever cross their sabers, and Luke and Kylo don't ever cross their sabers. Luke and Kylo do, don't they? Nope, nope. So how many? He just ducks two. two. It was two because the first time they do the flashback, there's no lightsabers involved. It's just Kylo oh my god, he down just brings thing. it down. Oh just bring yeah, it down. wow, that's a good one. That's 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 a. That's, that's an real, obscure that's trivia very, one. very deep. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's a deep that's track. The, that's, that's, the very, that's the least number of times that, uh, like, this movie has the least number of lightsaber crashes huh. in any Star Wars movie. I guess uh, so. Excluding well, is there, I was saying, is there more in Rogue One? There's not yes. Rogue One. <laughs> Darth Vader versus... Darth Vader versus... Darth Vader was just moving the lightsaber so fast. <laughs> you got uh. to three. So I feel like yeah. one of the most important questions to be asked is Porgs, yes or no? Porgs 2020 for president. <laughs> Porgs uh, only roasted on a stick. <laughs> so you're you're anti-porg? I I am I'm I'm neither anti nor pro porg. I'm indifferent to the porgs, but I thought their best showing in the movie was <laughs> porg on as a stick. Uh, as sustenance for Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well what about porg versus Ewok? Which do you prefer? I I prefer the Ewoks. Ewoks actually helped in the rebellion. Yeah, they they helped. They had some like, good reason they were able to overpower stormtroopers. Right. The porgs just like they took over the Falcon. What was that about? <laughs> Getting an exterminator in there. Yeah, they, they're just like rodents. Or just let Chewbacca go to dinner. Right. There yeah, you go. You're yeah. just like there you go, man. But even Chewbacca has a heart. He's like, I can't eat this now. In, 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 they didn't show it, but in my head, can he still ate it? <laughs> yes. He still he just I mean they were there for under the under the fur. Under they were the there fur, a few yeah. days. I mean he had to eat something. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of which you mentioned days. So I know one of the big arguments with a bunch of fans is the timeline of the movie seems a little janky. Because Ray nice. goes to the island and this is supposed to take place almost immediately at where the next one yes. picks off. And so Ray takes days, like you see multiple night times You're right. on You're Luke's right. Island, but mm-hmm. the other one takes place in the span of hours, because they have like an hour countdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so believe it was how do you 16 or 18 that? hours. Right, yeah, that's right. I feel like... Cause I feel they, like they, there's got to be a gap of time between when they blow up the planet so to when they bomb the planet. It's, well, it's probably fair to say that even though they show us it first, when they first, when the two, when the First Order and the, the Resistance clash at the very beginning I, you have to assume that some amount of time has passed since uh since star killer yeah because yeah. I mean, they would have had to have scrambled you know, the... they had to get hucks all together they had to get kylo you know kylo and snoke supposedly had to have met at some point between mm-hmm. there and the dreadnought yeah get all the dreadnoughts together so i ass- it again i assume not to that mention that time they, they were the, the resistance was able to save everybody off the planet right yeah exactly and they, they evacuated everybody before they bombed it True. So this is one of the questions. So Zach and I recorded an episode, which may or may not be salvageable to be played. Uh, <laughs> but we had a discussion about uh, what happened to everybody when they bombed the planet. So did they? Where do all of the 
I guess they're not the Empire. Are they still the Empire? It's technically the First Order. The First okay. Order. The First Order. Where are they based out of? Do they just live on their ships? Because, like, if they were living on that planet, the planet's <coughs> destroyed, where are they getting, like, this Dreadnought and the other ships and things? Is it just that they've taken over the galaxy and they, like, are infested so, everywhere? So, um, there's, like, a, I haven't... I've never actually seen it, but I've heard it described. Um, is there's They have put out, like, a map of the galaxy essentially and so you find out that like the outer rim and all this is not even near as much as the galaxy so they've been in a place called the unknown regions and so they own kind of like that and the republic was like y'all can have that <laughs> and now they they want more okay so they do have like a home base type place but, yeah, where they have all their weapons yeah, and everything exactly so they've got a whole they've got a whole like quadrant of space that they're essentially in charge of you just, okay. they just, but I they don't show that in the movies at all like the the political system in the movies is very ambiguous <laughs> and, <laughs> and ethereal okay. even, in the, uh, even in the original trilogy they don't show Coruscant which is you know where the head base of the empire is which is where Emperor Palpatine is you know, okay. it's like they blow up the Death Star, but they didn't destroy the Empire. You know, that sort of thing. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so, what is your opinion of, I forget her name, the lady from Rose. Jurassic Park? Oh, oh, not Rose. Who oh, Laura was, Dern? Yeah, Laura Dern. That's Laura what Dern. I was looking for. What, what was your opinion of her character? Her character? On the, in, the, in the movie. Okay. Not her as an actress. Uh, right, <laughs> okay. I was, she looked pretty cool. I, I I didn't like actually like she was probably my least favorite part of design as far as character. I think like, she was my second least favorite because it was def it was almost like they're like oh man we got to do something to make her look different. You know, just color her hair. You know, just color her hair. Okay, let's color her hair. Well, I just meant like in terms design of, wise. You didn't you're like, talking. Well, I didn't like that. And then as far as the actual character, I felt like they were setting you up to like. I thought just she was going to trust her. I thought they were going to fuck. I'm the one that's making them track us through hyperspace. That's what I said. Yeah, you know, like, it's like that was what they was. But this whole movie was they telegraphed one thing and then and then and then they, they like that was the whole movie. The, the, the whole movie was setting up these big payoffs and then not paying off, having like a total anticlimax. Like the the payoff is that oh caught you again, <laughs> which I actually think that's a positive for the movie, but I know not everybody yeah. does. <laughs> going away from. The, the normal movie cliches. It's like we go through all this effort to this one thing and then fail at it. Exactly. Yeah. So all of Canto Bite. <laughs> I mean, Canto Bite was cool. It was interesting to see a different part of the galaxy. That it was a cool isn't... visual scene, yeah. but it didn't really contribute much to the overall plot. I mean, it was cool to see that. It, that unless that the kid's a, the a Jedi. Well, that's what I say. The only reason Canto Bite matters is because of that, that very last scene where you get Broom Boy. Broom Boy. <laughs> Broombo Jedi? I have, so, I have so many thoughts on Broomboy. Okay. <laughs> do you want to do it now or do you yes. want to wait till later? Okay, so they know, we know that there's going to be a Ryan Johnson trilogy. Based on this movie, Disney wants oh, to Oh, you think he's going to be the Disney, trilogy? Disney's going to... already said Ryan Johnson's doing a trilogy. Actually, what yeah. I would love is for them to do two movies of the trilogy. And then in the third movie of the Ryan Johnson trilogy, so we're talking 26, two, 2026... He pops up at the end and he's like force trained somehow and he flashes the little resistance ring and we're all just like, Broom Boy, here he is. <laughs> it's Broom Boy. So like it's slow burn, Jedi at the slow end. burn payoff. We're not even going to see it coming. We're going to forgot about that. Kid. See, my question was, was is Broom Boy going to be, is there going to be a, a long gap before, there is. is there going to be a long gap between this, the, seventh, the eighth and the ninth movie there where Broom Boy is trained by Rey? I, and there's like multiple, because Zach has a theory that the Knights of Ren is going to be like, Kylo and multiple other Jedi Sith people mm -hmm. 
and Ray's gonna train multiple people like Broom Boy. I I would love that. I would love and that. And then like a big Sith and, Jedi they, fight. And they've gotta like they've gotta expand the time just based on yeah. how little's passed and, and not to mention they, they didn't even mention the Knights of Ren in this episode no. at all. Which like, I was a little you, upset. Yeah, about. you get that you get that like halfway and he took a handful of my students and they left. And I was like, and that's gotta like, be the Knights of Ren. And you're right? like, okay, and where are they now and what are they doing? And are we gonna get some great scenes with them? And they're like, eh, we'll see. <laughs> JJ will think of something. JJ will think of something. <laughs> but I like that he's directing nine because he like set up all this stuff in seven and then he thought he wasn't going to get a chance to pay it off. And who knows, he could come back and pay everything off that he set up in yeah, seven. I feel like end. everything that was like an anticlimax in this movie was just a red herring for JJ Abrams to pay off next movie. It's, all, yeah, it's almost like a directorial hot potato with that. <laughs> <stuff. Yeah. laughs> but, uh, okay, so that was one of the things. Did you. So the reason that her character was even introduced in the first place is because Leia sort of kind of almost died. What was your opinion of the... What the... was your opinion of Space Leia? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Spa- Super Leia, Space Leia. Space. Zombie okay. Space Leia. So as far as like it happening and, you know, like I, I, I can totally buy into yeah. she uses the Force. I dig and it. She uses force the Force. Pulls it. I've been... You know what? When I saw it the first time, that was probably my number one moment, actually, because I did not realize how much I wanted to see her actively use the Force until she did it, and I was like... And I cheered, which, like, I... Again, I was cheering, and I was like, wow, I did not know I wanted that so bad. But uh, that being said, it looked weird. (laughs) I just wish they could have made it look better. That's my only thing, is I wish it could have looked better. And And then she kind of had no point the rest of the movie. And that's just it, is that you you feel like her character should have had a lot more to do in the movie, because it's like that... Because Carrie Fisher's past, it's like, that would have been a really great time to just... Fix that up. I really thought they were just going to let her... I thought that was going to be her send-off, was that Kylo couldn't kill her, his cronies did, and then she just drifted off into space and died. I thought that was like the perfect send-off for Carrie Fisher. Mm -hmm. It was... And then they were just like, nope, we're just going to let her live the rest of the movie, and I guess she's going to be in episode nine. Like I say, so I'm thinking... Well, I'm thinking episode nine, because they've already said, they're like, we're not going to do CG, we're not going to... I mean, I can't imagine them trying to recast. Well, but they did, though. they, They have it out, you know, because... They, because, you know, they have the opening crawl in all mm. the Star Wars movies. No. They'll just say it in the opening crawl. That's exactly crawl what I think they're going to do. That General Leia either died or was uh, killed in a uh, in first order attack. Or, or well, in a battle. Or, or yeah, or I feel like, like if they have late a, General Leia, that's that's literally, they could write those four worlds, the late General Leia, and that, that would be it. There you go. I feel like, though, if they have a gap of time where they train Broom Boy, though, that's like an excuse to kill Leia off in the opening crawl mm-hmm. because there's like a gap of like 20 or 30 years. Yeah. But see, we're assuming that they know that anybody knows about Broom Boy. Ray doesn't know about Broom no, Boy. Yeah. Rose doesn't know about Broom Boy. Nobody actually like, knows about Broom Boy. Except for us, the viewers. I think it's just kind of like, there's still more Jedi out there. Yeah. Well, but the but Finn and uh, Kelly Marie Tran could go back for Broom Boy to, like, to help the, the kids who helped them escape. They could yeah. like write it off that way. Yeah, there you go. So they don't okay. necessarily have to know that Broom Boy's a Jedi, but they could go back to save Broom Boy and the kids. And then find out later. Right? And find out he's a Jedi and, and they then can, trains him. They could like have a like the resistance attack there because, you know, they're supplying, you know, the first order. Yeah. As Make well. a good yeah. target, resistance. right? Yeah. yeah. Can, and steal all yeah. their money. Exactly. Very yeah. Robin Hood. Space Robin Hood. Exactly. And I mean <laughs> the resistance are, I guess they're the rebellion now. I think they're probably gonna go call them the rebellion. Again, I'd be very surprised if they didn't bring that back. Uh, we'll have you know they, they need time to grow. It's like you know how many people can fit on the Millennium Falcon? You know, <laughs> right, it's like forty. I mean, they lost forty people, six hundred porgs. You know, it's that's it. That's that's the resistance. 
And a handful of Jedi texts. Yeah, and, and some books. <laughs> some real world books. <laughs> so while we're on the topic of Broom Boy and that world, what was your opinion of the Codebreaker whole thing? Because my thought is that I like your. Theory I, so my theory is that that is the Codebreaker with the 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 yeah. flower on his chest. Mm-hmm. Because whenever he's robbing his own ship, you see a metal lapel on his right breast under the jacket. That once he turns and starts on talking, Benicio tells Del, Del Toro's character. Yeah, on really? Benicio Del Toro, there's a there's a shiny thing on his right breast. Mm. That he turns and talks to Finn, and you don't see it for the rest of the scene because it's facing you from the front on as opposed to the side. Mm. But it, but you don't get a good view of it. It's just something shiny and silver, like the edge of the silver lapel. Wow. So I'm wondering if he like changed his face or something. That'd be really cool. Or maybe even it's one of those things where it's like that's like his calling. He goes to see if somebody's looking for that guy, and then he like. You know, some like real crazy out there. He boy. basically becomes Jafar and like yeah. changes his body exactly. into like an old hag and goes into the prison. Wow, I, you're blowing my mind with that one. I could, I could buy it though. I could buy I it. I could buy it. It's Star Wars. And then it's just goes. a slow, like you said, slow burn. Next movie, because he's like, that you pay him off the next day, yeah. and he comes back next movie and mm-hmm. rats. I'll off. say that of all the stuff that they introduced in this movie, he's Benicio del Toro's character was probably one of my favorite things of like that was new from this movie. I thought he was a good he, actor. He, for he it. blew me around. He blew me away. Is the little that you get from him. And so, uh, sorry, I'm that's okay. thinking about it. Yeah, I was just thinking about it. Uh, but what was your opinion of Rose and like Finn and Rose's interaction Boo. and stuff? You know, oh my gosh, Ryan. You know, I, I guess that character had to be there, mm-hmm. but I think Rose is really best served if like because one of my favorite sequences from the movie is the bomber sequence at the very beginning, yes. and that being her sister. I think that's that's really her best purpose is being this like survivor of somebody who's you know died for the fight Mm -hmm. that part's great i didn't need the thing with finn for her well and my my thought for zach was i i ship ray and finn boo (laughs) yeah me too oh ray and finn i thought you said finn and (laughs) kelly marie chan i was like no 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 No, me too all the way well it's like it's like through the whole even through this movie they're like where's ray where's finn i gotta get back to finn i gotta get back to ray yes and then they barely talk to each other when they're on the millennium falcon he's like oh i care for rose now because she kissed me yeah, and then Ray was, life being a and was like, hi, hi, Poe, I'm Ray, hi, Ray, I know who you yeah. are, and then I was like, oh, they're totally shipping Poe and Ray oh, now. Oh, I know, exactly, I saw that, I was like, Come man, could, could, could y'all make, not make that more obvious, <laughs> like, that's where that's going, which, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't think in, the la- in our last conversation, I told Zach, I was like, I wonder if they're going to ship Ray and Ben Solo, Mm-hmm. And for a while, the, and they oh were kind of going that way in the movie. And I was like, Zach, I told you so. They totally, no. like, we're doing it. Th- this whole movie was like the worst Raylo tease. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. God. It was just a Raylo troll movie. Mm-hmm. They do this whole they're talking to each other in their mind. And because, yeah, even I'm sitting there going, they're getting, they're getting, they're getting together. They're, they're talking, they're being really like, they're confidants now. They're, they're, tri- you know, mind talking or, or siblings. Or that siblings. was the only so, other option. So, my reason why I think they're siblings. And I taught that was my theory whenever we were talking before, is they are communicating through space. I don't think Snoke had anything to do with it. I'm sure he like hacked the mind somewhat, but mm-hmm. I mean, they also have the established connection like, in the like, same movie of Leia and Luke. Right. And Zach's argument was that Snoke was doing it the whole time and that they didn't do it after Snoke died, but that's not true. Whenever they're boarding they the Millennium did. Falcon mm-hmm. and she shuts he, the door. She on shuts him. the door on him. So that's, I think they're yeah, siblings. I forgot about that. I, I think maybe like looking at it from that point. So like, you don't you don't buy the you don't buy the drinking money parents. No, you don't buy 
went off in the Winnebago parents? No. Okay. That <laughs> <laughs> would make sense if, like, all Snow really did was, like, basically flip the on switch, you know? Mm-hmm. He just kind of, like, came yeah. into the room, flipped on the on switch, and left. Yeah, see, I, that's what I was thinking, is that he just, you know, like, connected the minds, and he was like, okay, now y'all just have to talk to each other. Yeah. 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 You don't but think they're the, siblings? The way they do I that, want though. them to be siblings. Who, do you, who think, do you think Ray's parents are? If you had to guess. Uh, you know what? Actually, I, I, I 100% bought it when what Kylo Ren said. He's like, you're, you're nobody. You're, you didn't come. I was, I was like, okay, that's fine. I like, especially when they ended it with Broom Boy the Slave, but who's using the Force. And that's kind of like, oh, you see, they're coming from anywhere. They're just, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. okay, I can buy, I can buy, okay, now I can buy Ray's comes from nowhere. I can buy that. Immediately from episode seven, everybody was like, who do you think her parents are? I was like, I hope they're nobody. Mm-hmm. I really hope they're nobody. Because the last thing I, knew, I want is another. It's like, oh, it's all about the Skywalkers. You yeah, know? exactly. Well, but... Which, I, I mean, I understand. I mean, this the, the this trilogy of trilogies is supposed to be the, the Skywalker, story, the saga, Skywalker right? saga. Yeah. But I always thought it was, well, it's got to be the Skywalker saga. And I was like... Ben Solo, <laughs> he's there. Well, he's he is a Skywalker. He is a Skywalker. So yeah. you got your Skywalker. You don't need Ray yeah. to be a Skywalker. Yeah, but and I feel like the one thing that supports that it, that her parents are nobody is the fact that she was being pulled down to the island to be shown her parents, and she saw her reflection. I feel like that was the only payoff that might have been an actual yeah. payoff mm-hmm. is if her parents were nothing. Yeah. Otherwise, the bottom of the island had no purpose other than to see really cool snapping. Yeah, I mean, but, I thought the way they did that was very cool. It was very that was that watch. was one of the most interestingly visual things I think they've ever put in a Star Wars movie. Oh yeah, but I would. I, but it didn't really make sense. The, what was weird was when they did it at the end, and it's her face there in the mirror. I actually thought they were going with the my other my second favorite theory, which is almost like she's this like new Anakin, this new like I, I saw it, person. I, I saw it she more is, of a... she is the like this embodiment of the force thing this okay, is a theory yeah, I yeah. heard and yeah, that, see, was other, that was my other that was my other like you think that her metachlorine count is just too high yeah yeah she's right. off the chart more than Master Yoda <laughs> <laughs> who made an appearance <laughs> oh my goodness that was something such... I was not expecting but before we get to that um, whenever whenever you see uh, whenever Ray sees a reflection I saw that more of a Empire Strikes Back he, he fights like the fake Darth Vader and uh, when Vader's Helmet comes off, you see Luke Skywalker. I mean, nothing really comes of it, but it's just kind of one of those things that's in there. Yeah, but again, one of the, like I said, one of the best parts of all Star Wars is cool they did something like kind of similar. Mm. Okay, and we were talking just a second ago. We had to pause it, and we went and got sustenance. And uh, when we were talking, we were talking about Yoda, pro or against Jim Henson Yoda in this movie. Pro Yoda. I'm pro Yoda. Pro Yoda. I, the, the, the lighting was a bit... I give you the lighting was a bit off and Frank Oz went all out. <laughs> Frank Oz was over the top on it, but I, I loved everything Yoda was doing. I mm-hmm. thought it was fun. Fair enough. Yeah, I was pro Yoda for the sake of Yoda and what he did with Luke. I just thought the, the way they executed the Yoda imaging-wise was mm-hmm. not... I felt that the the first half of when Yoda was on screen looked very weird, but it was after he um, lit the lit the tree on fire. That was at uh, once he did that, and then he sat down next to Luke. That's when everything looked okay. Mm-hmm. He looked like original Yoda. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I thought it was fun that he was doing like the he was doing his like old uh, Empire Strikes Back shtick, you know, from like before <laughs> Luke knows who he is. And he's doing like kind of like the wacky 
the wacky hermit Yoda, even though Luke knows who he is already. But mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to bring this back. So you talked about Dagobah before. I feel like yeah. they made a nod at Dagobah that I really thought was going to pay off in this movie, which, again, one of the many payoffs that didn't. They showed the X-wing underwater. Okay. I thought they were gonna yeah, make. Okay. I thought they were gonna make Ray lift it out of the water as part of her training. Okay, you see, I I thought it was gonna be like or Luke, Luke needed I it to Luke leave. was gonna do it, and it was gonna be like one of these great like you know bookend kind of things where it's like I couldn't do it then, but piece of cake now X-wing yeah. lifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like the way that he was gonna actually be on the the rebel planet was the way he got there was he lifted the X-wing right. out of the waters. Yeah, and, <clears throat> like they had to, they had a reason that he had a ship to leave. Exactly. I was, I was like, oh, here's here's the ship he's going to use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they make a really big point of showing it. Here is his X-Wing. Yeah. I guess he didn't lift it out. It was the weird <clears throat> lizard nuns. Right. <laughs> but then they make a big point. Again, like I said, they make they just throw you off all the time because they make a big point of showing you all kinds of stuff. My favorite, one of my favorite gags that they did is when they show you the, the iron, but they make it look like a Star Destroyer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, what is this ship? Nope, it's an iron. It's a close-up on an iron. <laughs> that was, that was the like, best miscorrect. I felt like that was something straight out of Spaceballs. Yeah, honestly. exactly. That's what I was, I was like, like, man. Did that not happen in Spaceballs? I thought it did. Something like it. It might have. All they needed was uh, the, uh, the VHS tape of yes. them showing the end of the movie. Exactly. And what did y'all think about... Uh, I know one of the other complaints that I saw online a lot is that a lot of people didn't like how many jokes there were throughout the movie. Like, I know you turned to me and you were just like, yeah, whenever Poe Dameron made, like, the Your Mom jokes to Hux, you were just like, yep, it's just going to be one of those types of movies. That's the tone they're going for. Yeah, so the first time I, the, the first time he's like, all right, I'll hold. And I was like, and then Huck says, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I was like, so that's where they went with this. Okay. But... You see, I was but actually... I loved it, though. Yeah, no, I really liked it, but I was like, I could buy into that, because, of course, it's, I actually like that both of the new movies have started off with Poe, like, trolling the bad guys. Yeah. You know, they both did. And it reminds me of, like, you know, Han Solo from the original. Yes, we're, we're all fine down here. We're great. Weapons malfunction. How are you? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like this is different, though, because it wasn't just yeah. Poe. There's just jokes throughout. They, like, overutilized BB-8 in this one compared to the previous one in yeah. terms of jokes. Like, the whole gambling casino part yeah bba just did a bunch of stuff it, it there are a lot of jokes i i found that the second time i saw it that it, it they don't they're not as like in your they don't seem as in your face about it okay that was that was my experience with and it. i also felt like in this movie they made poe dameron very one-dimensional really yeah i honestly feel like they made him very one-dimensional it's like that it's like they had a whole part where it was like oh poe dameron he's gonna have this whole learning thing where it's like he needs to trust in the rebellion trust in his superiors but it's like even still he, he goes behind their backs and it's because uh, even when uh uh finn and rose come to him and tell him like this is our plan this is what we're gonna do it's like we're gonna go we, we need to find this thing it's like so we find this thing and we blow it up you yeah. know it's like right after a scene where the where the um, what's her face purple hair lady yeah uh, tells her tells him that we don't need a pilot that flies around and blows stuff up. But I feel like he did learn by the end of the movie because whenever mm-hmm. Finn was gonna have his Independence Day moment and he was yes. flying towards the cannon, yes. he was like, everyone needs to pull out. Like we don't need to do this. Which by the way, I was I felt cheated in that moment. I really thought that Kelly Marie Tran was gonna do it because she was like yes. right. she was massaging the necklace and I was like she's gonna sacrifice herself and blow yep. up the cannon. And instead, Finn does it and then she stops him and I was like no like. 
If that's how Finn was gonna go out, that was a cool that way to go been, out. Yeah, I, was I like, that like, would have been. I would. I could have. I would have thought that would have been awesome. And what else? What else does the Finn character have to do? Yeah. Besides be a in a love triangle. Yeah. In a love triangle, and for some weird reason, uh, be a, a first order encyclopedia. What is that? It's like a battering ram that's a laser cannon. What does I, it do? It's a battering ram. It's going to bust the door open. How do you know that? I mopped it once. (laughs) Yeah. He he seems to have been like a a custodian on every single battleship type thing. He's like, I used to sweep the floors in this, and I used to be on the death planet and everything else. It's just to Mm -hmm. set up his prequel. (laughs) Yep. Then First Order. He he, he was the original. He he was the original broom boy. (laughs) He was the original broom boy. (laughs) (laughs) Which I, I... <laughs> it's great and everything, but I feel like kind of cheated in his character because um, after the first, after episode seven came out, you know, they start having the expanded universe and everything like that. And they say that um, he was supposed to be like top person mm-hmm. in his, in his group. Right. And, you know, whenever he fights the, the, the one guy with, when he has the lightsaber, mm-hmm. the, the one stormtrooper when he has a lightsaber, that was supposed to be somebody that was from his squad. Yep. Yeah. And it, that's why he knows who he is, calls him traitor and like fights him. And so it was like, if he was supposed to be top of his class and like nobody really liked him because he was like the best at everything, why was he, you know, mopping floors and being custodial? Uh, you know, first order, everybody pitches in. Yeah, every so often, fa- every so often, Phasma gets in there, and makes mac and cheese for the troops. You know, it's <laughs> her, her armor is shiny enough that it's hot enough to cook exactly. grilled cheese on. Just, it's my, it's my <laughs> new head cannon. Slipping eggs. <laughs> uh, Phasma cooks cooks breakfast for the for the, for her troops. Okay, what Phasma, the way they did Phasma in this movie also the, kind of irked me. The the Boba Fett of the of the series. Well, yes. she was gonna she was gonna execute. Finn and Kelly Marie Tran, suddenly there's an explosion, and all of a sudden she's on the opposite end of the hangar and with walking people. in. Yeah. I was she like, was you were literally like squad. two feet away from them, and yeah, suddenly I can understand, you're not. Like, I mean, like maybe she runs off to get a squad, and then she comes back. Runs back, she's like, hey, so guys, follow me in. I gotta make an entrance again. I gotta look <laughs> really cool. You don't understand. Got upstaged by a hyperspace cruiser. Was not expecting that. It's like, there. I, I feel like. Like, I mean, like, Captain, like, as soon as they showed Phasma, everybody was like, yes, Phasma, we want her and everything. And then it's like, we didn't get any, much of anything with her. And honestly, the few times we have seen her, it's been kind of a bit of a letdown because she hasn't, like, successfully done anything cool. No. You know, she got thrown into a trash compactor, you know, mm-hmm. she got hit upside the head by a, one of those taser, um, swords. <laughs> No, the, the movies are not kind of Phasma. Uh, and, like, you can tell they're clearly, like you mm-hmm. said, trying to make the next Boba Fett. But it's like they're like trying to force it in your face. Yeah. I feel like I have an answer to the previous question. The very first question you asked at the beginning, what's the one thing that's in all of the movies? A scene where someone falls to their death down, like, a chasm. Phasma <laughs> met the quota for this movie. In the previous movie, you had... Who'd you have? Han. Yeah, Han um, fell into the... Yeah, we talked about that in our episode that may or may not ever air. <laughs> Phantom Menace, you have... Uh, Maul. Maul. Yeah. Almost every movie, there's someone who falls into a chasm. Mace Windu in three. I mean, it's t- out a window, but technically, he does fall. Yeah, good point. Until he comes back as Snoke. <laughs> I mean, oh, Snoke goodness. had four fingers. Oh, I didn't Mace Windu could have lost a finger. I mean, it was clearly... Snoke was clearly some sort of weird alien. And... One of my complaints, like, what I liked what they did with Snoke is kind of, like, how I imagined Yoda to fight in the prequels, 
where it's like, um, you know, like, uh, he just uses his force lightning to shoot mm-hmm. down, uh, Kylo Ren it's just like, oh, he just, like, this ultimate powerful with the Force. He doesn't need a lightsaber, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. that's kind of what everybody was expecting to happen with uh, with Yoda mm-hmm. in the prequels. But, you know, we didn't get that. We got a... Kind of like a kind of like a four through <laughs> six Palpatine type deal where there's yes. no lightsaber, just ultimate power. Mm-hmm. Well, and I really didn't think that Snoke was going to die. I thought Kylo oh, Ren was no. going to grab the lightsaber and they were just going to, like, peace out together yeah. for, like, the ultimate Raylo fanship. And then they were just going to fight Snoke in the next movie. And then they killed him. And I was like, oh, that was unexpected. But then it was also a little unexpected that basically um, Kylo killing Snoke completed his path to the dark side. You know, he thought it was going to be Han Solo, but instead it was him killing Snoke is what completed his path to the dark side. Well, but isn't that like how it's supposed to be anyway because yep. a Sith only has an apprentice and a master and it become a master you have to kill your master so he's technically Sithier than Darth Vader yeah yeah who, who can never do it got <laughs> beat by the old man every time <laughs> but what did you think of the 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 rebellion the, the cruiser turning around and just shooting best at- part of the whole oh movie because and, and not even just for, as a plot point but just as the way the execution, how like the music drops out, everything, and it goes almost like silent. a black and white, almost like comic book look for just a second. And it's just one of the most like stunning, and, and everybody in the theater too was just like, like quiet. Everyone was quiet. And you, whoa. You just heard, <laughs> I, I, like, I'm pretty sure I heard a few people go like, whoa. You know, it was just like, it was just like, wow. The, like they could have done that any kind of way, but I feel like the way that they executed that scene when she just hits it into, into light speed and then the way it just like blasts through and you can see it's like whenever it shatters and it hits mm-hmm. some of the other yeah burns um, up like all the star destroyers and yeah. stuff too they're all just like split it's just like that one flash of white light and you're just like oh man that was so cool <laughs> no, I feel like that was like the redemption of her character in that movie because I feel like otherwise mm-hmm. she was kind of pointless and I don't understand why she couldn't tell Poe what her plan was I don't get why yeah, yeah. I don't get why. She, I feel like, like she was just trying to irk him. Like, right. there was no reason yeah. why she couldn't tell him what the plan was. Mm-hmm. Like, if she was going towards this rebel-based planet, I feel like he would have been less prone to be like, let's go to a casino and right. get some super secret plan. Exactly. Yeah. No, I... kind of like her trying to teach him a lesson, but in a very bad way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I didn't... I didn't understand why she couldn't just tell him it's like oh no we're at there's a base over here we, yeah. we hit one right over well, here especially whenever he yeah. tries to take over the ship she could have been like oh we're fueling up the escape pods because there's a, sh- a planet right there that no one knows about like mm-hmm. you don't have to shoot me right yeah no I, I didn't understand why she didn't want to be forward about that that again like i say it just makes her seem more like a villain. traitorous you're like i don't like, like her a bad character to like overall mm-hmm. and like you can tell it's like you know he says like she's oh she's that person from that battle it's like clearly, if Poe knows about it, it must have been some sort of big battle. But then, you know, it's uh, she just kind of expects everybody to follow her, mm-hmm. and like they just kind of paint her in a bad light. Right. I feel like they could have done a lot better to make her seem more of like a good guy. Exactly. Right. I, again, it's, I think they wanted you to not like her, not make her, not think that she was a good guy, just mm-hmm. to psych you out. I guess. Well, well, it's like the whole movie you're almost going through, and you're like. I don't know if I trust this person. I don't, you know, he, there's points where you're like, I don't know if I trust Luke Skywalker. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're like, oh gosh, he came at, he came at, he came at his nephew, you know, like that, you know, it's like, man, 
yeah. I don't, I don't like this guy. I can't think of really a single character besides Finn mm-hmm. that you're like, I don't know if I trust this person. Exactly. Finn and, and kind of Rose are the only yeah. ones that you're yeah. like, Because okay. Ray, you're like, oh, maybe she's going to go Even dark. Even Ray, yeah. yeah and, right. and Kylo, you're like, maybe he's going to be good. I mean, my only thing is, like, maybe Finn might have some sort of, like, backdoor sleeper agent thing. But even that, I feel like, is a little far-fetched. That's a right. Far-fetched. Activate but, but order now, 99. Yes, 99. <laughs> <laughs> but now I feel like, uh, now that Finn has seen, like, the, the top dollar players and the, that, that spaceship, it was like, oh, this, whoever we stole this spaceship from, they sold uh, ships to both the Empire and the Resistance. Maybe he might kind of it might bring into question why he joined the resistance in the first place and probably want to try and run off again which again kind of turns him into a one-dimensional character always trying to run away yeah well, but I, I but think, you know it's like rose is end up gonna be his anchor she's right. gonna like try and keep him like straight true. true yeah no he i will say he he did grow a lot because that's stays like you know he goes throughout the whole thing you know he's the runaway guy mm-hmm. but then you know he comes back and he's gonna sacrifice himself to the battery ram you're like okay he's finally Pick, picking a side in the fight, which again, I think that should have, I would have rather he gone out that way and that would have been like his like, big. I still would have rather Calgary Tran been the one to go out than Finn and I then mean, Finn I could be with Ray and they could just move on. I would have been very mad if they had done that, but satisfied. If that Satisfied, exactly. I was like, that would have been, because it's like, you, you get that loss because it's like, oh, he's a new character, you know, he's one of the new trio sort of thing. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, it's like, oh, he's probably, you know, everybody's favorite character in I mean I mean he's mine so yeah. it would have been like very heartbreaking to see him like sacrifice himself but it's just very like you know he did what he needed I think to do. I saw somewhere they said in the original script that Ryan Johnson first showed he was they weren't even going to bring him back he was going to die Oh really? Really? The, yeah, but then the everybody the loved Finn so much. They were like, "Okay, we cannot kill Finn in the back to tank." I feel like that would have <laughs> oh, redeemed man. the movie a little bit more for some of the fans well, to well, have like that actual the, plot thing well, that didn't. And which, like, I'm like, and that makes sense why they were like, "Okay, so what are we gonna have him do?" Right. He's gonna be in love so, with Kylo Second Tran. act. The second act, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> which Zach brought up a good point. If. If Kelly Marie Tran crashed both of their ships right in front of the ATATs, how did they get out? Oh no! No, was it just that Luke distracted Kylo Ren and they ran away? I will say it is that is one thing I noticed, and I was kind of like, ah, I don't that that kind of like almost plot holes it a little bit because they run in like because I real I was watching that when I was watching it the second time today, and he walk they they walk into the base right after Hux goes. Okay, stop. You've shot all the guns at him. Yeah. So it's not only they were right there in front of the First Order who just decided they weren't going to worry about those two people right there next to him. But then they ran towards the base. And and as they were getting to the entrance of the base, there was a giant barrage of all the walkers shooting at not Luke Skywalker. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet they just kind of meandered on in the base. That was <laughs> like they, they that's were that's on that is my one complaint. That's probably my highest complaint. Like that that's the biggest. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Well, yeah. but I feel like that could be explained away because they could have they they used there's the, the oh there's the trenches. Okay. They could have hopped in the trench true. earlier okay, than the, where the gunfire is. And right. I feel like the gunfire drew off to Luke, so they weren't paying attention right. and they could run to the trenches. Right, that doesn't okay. make sense. That's fair. So okay. I feel like that. But then my complaint would be, why didn't they run? Why did they have to walk in the front door unless the trenches yeah. get to the front door? And then, yeah, and then come mm-hmm. That must have been it. Okay. They have to get to the trench, to the front door, and they walk okay. in. Okay, I will, I will accept that. That's my headcanon. I admit this movie requires... A lot of headcanoning. A cannoning. lot of headcanoning and suspension of belief to some extent. But I'll say this. I like that they let it be like headcanony. I like that it's... 
because I think one of the biggest problems with the prequels was that they were they showed you everything. They were mm-hmm. like, here's how yes. it worked. Here's and this person was here and this person was right here and that's how it worked. And this one's and a lot more like, <laughs> which is how it works. And then you many got Florence, and then works. the next movie in the next movie you got Han Solo. That's not how the Force works. <laughs> <laughs> And Which, then, by the way, I think my favorite joke of the whole thing was when Luke was like, "Reach out!" Oh yeah, slapped her with the <laughs> that with the was leaf. brilliant. That was brilliant. I think I feel something. Oh yeah, yeah, you do. Right, ah, that's the force. That's it. Oh, you, you must be really strong. Reach out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, honestly, I felt like I don't know how they like the order that they filmed everything mm-hmm. on the island, but I feel like that was the first time that um, uh, Daisy Ridley acted like her character from Episode Seven. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, there'd be times where she would, like, it felt like she was kind of, like, reciting lines. And I was like, these are really, I know you're better than this. Yeah. And, uh, but but it made sense because she was, like, she was reciting lines because, she's, like, they told her, you know, we need you to do this. But she was obviously there for other reasons. But she right. was putting those first. So it makes sense that she was, like, we need, the resistance needs you because they told me to tell you this. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I did notice that it's kind of like she kept going, the resistance needs you. Kylo Ren is really, really bad. The resistance needs you. Kylo Ren is really, really bad. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like, yeah, I know. Why are you here? <laughs> you can leave now. I gotta go milk some animals and spear a fish. Yeah. That milking the that was that was kind of unnecessary. I feel like we had a lot of eye contact yeah, while he was, was doing like, it. Mm. No, his eye contact was wasn't the problem. Milk. It was when the animal made eye contact, and that was when he really went was animals weird. Was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Mark Hamill every see, day. <laughs> <laughs> the one animal I wanted to see was as Ray is following Luke up a hill in the background. You see the tail of oh, a sea monster. Yeah, I want to see. I wanted to see that. I see, missed that both times. Now I had been. I had been hearing like rumors are like, oh, Ray's gonna fight a sea monster. That was like the one spoiler, that so cool. quote unquote spoiler that I had heard somewhere. They're before like, Ray's you saw the gonna, movie. Before I saw the movie, like Ray's gonna fight a sea monster. That's gonna be like her. They were saying that was going to be like her her, her cave, scene, her, her Dagobah in the cave moment. That would have been cool. Fights the sea monster, and then I saw the sea monster, and I was like, okay, foreshadowing. Nope. No, she just got a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but cool snapping. Yeah, but cool snapping. But we talked about uh, what's a jigger the the Luke blast fest where he's not actually there. My biggest complaint was that was. Yeah, it was the cool reveal that he wasn't there, but then he immediately dies. What was the point of not going there if he was going to die after? If no. the point was to stall for time, he could have just done that in person. Mm-hmm. I don't get why he had to do it from his island. Because we've established he has a ship to fly there if he wants to. He could get there in time if he wanted to. I don't yeah, get he why have he stopped by the salon to look younger. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he looked like he, he... It's like between him being on the island and then... His projection, I was like, man, Luke cleaned up. He doesn't look like a yeah, that alcoholic was, anymore. That was the thing that caught me. I was like, man, he stopped by the, the beauty parlor and got some <laughs> hair dye done before he before he walked in. It was there. the nuns, the, first the lizard yeah, nuns. This the lizard nuns. They, they have their, the scalp he's with got a spa. Dye. Dye. <laughs> he's like, is he really in exile? I mean, he's got a spa. Right. <laughs> More like living in paradise, come on. But um, the one thing that irked me the most the first time I saw the movie... I was like, this is the worst um, continuity error in the history of everything because this was the first time I saw it. I didn't know that that wasn't him. Mm-hmm. 
uh, he pulls out the blue lightsaber. Yes, exactly. And I was like, we just watched that get ripped in half between Ray yeah. and Kylo. Why does he have that lightsaber? Yeah, that well, that was well, what caught me because more than anything, I was like, no, I was like, where is I, his I was, green lightsaber? I was, I, I was like, angry. <laughs> I, like I was headcanoned it that he just built his own. Because I felt that he had lost his green one when Kylo had crashed the thing, and okay. he just made his own blue right. one again. But like I looked, at, I had that away. No, yeah, I looked at the hilt, and I was like, like "That's Anakin's that's the, saber. That's the blue saber." Oh, yeah. So I was like, "I got." I was like, "It's blue. It's Anakin's saber. Why does he have?" Yeah. It? No, I saw that too, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a shot here." I was like, but what's been bothering me about that thing is that like the the fan chat has been calling it like the astral projection or something like that, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's what I would not. It's get, I know it's getting really in the weeds about it, but I would not call it projection. I think he was mind, Jedi mind tricking everybody there. Oh man. You get what I'm saying? You yeah. see where the yeah. difference is there? Because that's it's how he was able to was... give the, because I feel like the astral projection, he wouldn't be able to give physical things. Exactly. Like, that was my biggest problem with, with the whole astral projection thing was how did he give the dice to Leia physically? Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was a physical copy that Rit, that Kylo then picked up that right. Leia had dropped off. Because I mean, it'd be one thing where he's just like, Hey Leia, I'm pretending to give you dice, mm-hmm. and then like she takes the dice with her. But like right. the fact that they fell on the ground and Kylo picked them up and then they disappeared. Right. I was like, what? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that was weird. So that that's that was my one thing. I was. Like, I feel like it makes, makes a lot more, more sense. sense if I go. No, he he just like tripled, quadrupled up on Obi Wan's like mind trick from. You know, these aren't the droids you're looking for. He was he <laughs> got into everybody's mind there from light years away and went. This is the Jedi you're looking for. Right here, but not. But still, what's the point of him doing that as opposed to going there in person? That's what I don't get. What is the reason? He was there to die. But then why didn't he just do it in person? I don't get why he had to like be on the island when he disappears. I don't get why he had, couldn't go there in person to die. Not to mention, if he was actually there when all of the AT-18s uh, are shooting at him, and then he just like walks off and just goes like that, if he was really there for that, that would have been the most awesome moment in the history of the entire Star Wars universe because that's like the the one force thing we want to see mm-hmm. you know it's like the the super ultimate I can control the force thing I just blocked all your your laser it'd be a total matrix with, move where he just like yeah. pauses all the bullets in yeah the exactly. yes. I actually thought this is like in you know when you see it and you're just like this is what I think is going to happen in that like that moment that you have is he walks out of the base and I thought he was just gonna just like move his arm, you know, like and, side knock side. The and they were just and they were just gonna smash all into each other. That would and then been it was awesome. just gonna be him and like Kylo Ren and Mux in the ship. And he was like, come on. But that of course it's not what happened. I, I, I like what happened. I was, I'm happy with that, but it was just like that was my like instinct was she was just gonna like just like the ultimate force master. Exactly. Okay. I know I haven't had many complaints about the movie, but <laughs> One of my other complaints was after they killed Snoke, why were the Praetorian Guard, the red people with the cool red weapons, why were they still loyal to Snoke if then at that point Kylo became the new Snoke? Because it was he, still technically assassination. Yeah. Yeah, but at that point he's fulfilling the Sith thing and he's the one in charge now. So he's their boss now. So why are they fighting him? Or I don't get. That. I don't think. I don't I mean, think any. I don't think Kylo Ren had any loyalty from anybody. I mean, even even Hux shows up and is like really really upset that like Snoke is gone. You know, so like, he has loyalty to Snoke, but you know, mm-hmm. Kylo Ren kind of has to rough him up a little bit to to get him in line. It'd be kind of like the Emperor. You know, it's like you don't just kill the Emperor and you become the Emperor. You know, he was the supreme leader. I mean, like he killed him. He usurped him basically. He's like, mm-hmm. I kill you now. I am in control because the only person left here to do anything bad as Hux and I force choke you. Yeah. 
which yeah, I don't know if I don't know if there was a chain of a chain you know, of succession. Succession. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you can kind of get the feeling Snoke didn't even think it was possible. You know, he's just I'm gonna be here. Be yeah. here in my big ship. My so who do you think Snoke was supposed to be? I think it was just Snoke. I I I think now I will say this, I would love to get a whole Snoke backstory. Obviously he was involved with like Kylo Ren even before, you know, the whole thing where Luke almost killed him or whatever. But, uh, you know, I'd like to know what was going on because I was talking to Kylo Ren. But I, I kind of look at it and I go, I don't think Snoke matters. Like, I just, I just go through, I would go through the Force Awakens and I go through this and I just go, Snoke didn't matter. Snoke was just a, just a plot point to show you Kylo Ren, like, Ascending. stepping up. Yeah. That, that's what he's there for. And I, and I even go back to, like, the original trilogy because we know so much now, you know, especially, you know, guys like us being born in the 90s who, you know, got all the, the visual dictionary stuff after that. You did not even know that the Emperor's name was Palpatine after Return of the Jedi. You didn't even say his name. He's just the Emperor. I didn't even know that. You know? Because, like, my dad always told me, I was no, like, oh, that's Emperor do, Palpatine. Do you, know why, do you know where that's from? What? That was his name on the toy packaging. But they never say it. Wow. In, well, I mean, in, a lot of the toy packaging is where they got a lot of the names. Where you get a lot of the names. Yeah. So like, huh. so like it. But just like taking the movies guard. at face value, you know more about Snoke at the end of this movie than you knew about the Emperor at the end of Return of Jedi. That's actually very interesting. True. Hmm. To take again, taking the movies in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. Not which you know what. Give it another forty years, we'll probably know it. We probably know what you know. Snoke's favorite toothpaste flavor was. <laughs> yeah, he really, turns out he was really into Beyonce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he could do the whole space Beyonce. He could yeah, yeah space, space Beyonce. Beyonce. He could I mean, do the whole dance, space. you know, <laughs> <laughs> to the left, to the left. Uh, so, Crystal Foxes, way better than Porks. Oh, but Zach made a really good day. He said that they were basically like catering to the lowest denominator with like them escaping with the crystal foxes because yes. there were like three people within the span of like thirty seconds that all go wait we don't hear the crystal foxes wait do you hear the crystal foxes I don't hear the crystal foxes do you hear the crystal foxes and see through crystal fox sound right <laughs> now over here yeah, the crystal foxes like, over here we got out this way <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was a little, definitely a little heavy handed but and this I, I've come to accept with the movies, especially from Force Awakens, is that they are, I, I accept that they are not making movies for the fans. Mm-hmm. They are making movies for people that they want to become fans. That's who they're making the movies for, which is fine. <laughs> I mean... Which my, I will accept. <laughs> my biggest assumption on the entire human race is that everybody is a huge fan of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So whenever, you know, it's like, you meet someone, it's like, you've never seen Star Wars. I was like, how dare you? Yeah. No, I've, I've never met somebody who was like, yeah, I can't stand Star Wars. Just people who have not seen it yet. Mm-hmm. I've yet to see people who's like, yeah, I saw it, didn't like it. I've not met that person. <laughs> I didn't yet. like Rogue One, but that was a different story. You see, Rogue One was just the world's most pious budget fan film. Yes. That was, that was the film made for the fans because mm-hmm. they called in so many like, so many Easter eggs. Easter eggs and like old old canon stuff and new canon stuff that they had. They yeah. did so many callbacks and stuff like that. Even even they, they even referenced the... I, I don't know if it's still ongoing. It might have finished by now. But the Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. the With the ghost mm-hmm. spaceship. Yep. They called they call the, the, gener- the Harrison Dula. They called that mm-hmm. character by name over the PA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, there's like I read so many articles and they're like this isn't you know, there's like there's so much stuff this isn't even everything and I was like oh man what did I miss <laughs> yeah well did you see that Gareth Edwards the director of Rogue One is in episode 8 no you know how there's the guy if you if you see again 
the guy who go you know who licks the the dirt and goes salty. Oh, that the guy, guy to his left. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not even that guy. The guy to his left is Gareth Edwards. Deep but you cut. see his face. The guy who's sitting there and he looks at him when he says salty. And he's like, gives him a weird face. That's <laughs> the director of Rogue One. I gotta say <laughs> that was the dumbest way to be like, oh, oh, it's salt. I was like, okay. You know, right. you did not at one. If you, you didn't really have to acknowledge it, that, you did. You didn't have to acknowledge it. This is Star Wars. You're on a uh, a red crystal planet covered in white something. Right. Well, we will. I'll take that. You know. Right. I feel I like people just would have thought it was Hoth or something. I feel like people would just be like, no, "Is this Hoth?" Because Hoth, Hoth was a, it was like a deep snow tundra. Yeah, it didn't have yeah. the red planet. dirt underneath it. The, yeah. but it's it like, wasn't even red dirt. It was like red crystals. Yeah, it's because like, yeah, because they went in the crystal like underground. Yeah, it's like we it's like we don't want to give you guys a set answer on who Snoke is or who Ray is, but just so you know, it's salt. This is salt. They could have done so much better. They could have left it up to the imagination that it was actually cocaine, and that's how that's how Luke was able to dodge so quickly. That's and, it. And spin around <laughs> his knees. Just hyped up. Yeah, that's the that's the Luke Skywalker we want. And that's how He's Finn and, his teeth. That's how Finn and Kenobi <laughs> were able to run back so quick. They fell down <laughs> in the cocaine. Oh wow! <laughs> but like, I mean, whenever they were writing it, I like it. It's like whenever they, they were talking, like strategizing or something, they could have said something. And it's like, oh, you know, we'll fly over the salt flats or something. Right. Just like say it in passing. It could have been no, much they have more subtle. Entire, or they, they could have, have said, this is a mining like planet. This. They could have just said, it's a mining, a salt mining plant. Like they could have just like right. added the word in. Just put salt in there For somewhere. exposition. Yeah. yeah. But no, they have to have an entire scene that's like literally the, one of the, the, the first scene of the Battle of Hoth, yeah. basically, where the guy gets up out of the trench, pulls out his binoculars, looks, but then... It's like, I was like, oh man, that's just like what happened on Hoth, you know? And, but then it shows one of the guys in the trenches and he looks down and I was like, man, that guy's leaving red footprints. Even though he's in a trench that is red. Right. And he's just like, that's weird. I'm going to go, oh, oh no, that's salt. And I was like, okay, thank you for your observation, sir, with a mustache. I guess they didn't mind the salt. They mined the red crystal, I'm guessing. I would hope so. What do you think they're mining? Because it's a mining... Thing. So I'm guessing was. if they're mining, you'd get what's underground, right? Oh, so you'd be right. you'd be mining the red crystal and the, the crystal. salt. Because grass. I mean, I mean <laughs> it just kind of said mining, right? They didn't even tell yeah, you like it was what an it was. Mining facility or something like that. Hmm. So you know, it's like they leave that up to the imagination, but you know, no. It's but there was salt there. There was salt whatever they were mining. The... They had to get through the salt. Mm-hmm. It's like half an inch thick. Okay, <laughs> we already talked about it, but I feel like you would know if anybody would know. Did they previously have those dice hanging in the Millennium Falcon in another never, movie? I've never I've heard of or nope. seen those dice before. <laughs> in fact, if but here was the horrible thing. You see it and you're like, wow, how cliche that a guy like Han Solo <laughs> riding around with like essentially his dog in the in like the passenger seat would have like fuzzy dice yeah. in the window. But at the same time going, you know what? If they had if it if that had been literal fuzzy dice, I would have bought it. Because of Han Solo's character. It's like, okay, it's Han Solo's ship. He, he probably has dice hanging But the thing is, like, Han Solo didn't even have the Millennium Falcon back for that long. You know, right. so it's like, odds are that was either put there by someone else. Yeah, right. I guess so. But then what would be the significance then, of getting yeah, him to Leia? Yeah. Did Leia give him to Rey and right, put them in the Millennium Falcon when she flew off? I don't know. I didn't even know there was a little hook there. You know, I, you know for, it's I, for the rearview mirror for the porks to sit on. Right, exactly. Go. Something else for the porks to nest on. I guess. <laughs> I, no, the it was not like to me that was almost. Like, I'll say this about this movie, and this is as a whole. This is the most self-aware Star Wars movie that I've ever seen. Like they they are too aware of themselves. Not not too aware. I like the characters like the, within the movie, kind of. Well, it's like they kind of like t- tell you what the movie is. Kylo Ren, you know, he's like, 
we're going to kill the past. Whereas movies about killing the past, you know, we did, we did Hansel in the last one and we're going to do Luke now to kill the past. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Luke Skywalker in this one. This is not going to go how you expect. Like that's one of his lines. This is not going to go how you think. The kid, one of the kid, slave kids at the end of the movie had a Luke Skywalker action figure. Luca Skywalker. Luca Skywalker. Luca you know, Skywalker. Which, which I never would have thought I would actually bought if they showed that to me. And I actually bought that. I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, he, they heard about his, you know, his legend. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah. I get. Which, it. which goes to show you that there, the story has been told, so time must have passed if the story even through that there. point exactly. So, but it couldn't like, have been that much time because the kids were yeah, the same age. Right. Broom kid was still broom kid as yeah. opposed to broom teen. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I just, there was just so many times that they would say things and I was like, I feel like they're really trying to like tell you what, what's about to happen. Yeah. How common are double sunsets? Because I feel like there, there were like three different times in the movie where there were multiple suns okay. in the sky. I feel like with that on one, different it was a good bookend. It was a good bookend for well, Luke Skywalker. It's, it's I like that it yeah. was the binary sunset nod, mm-hmm. but it happened multiple times on multiple planets. Yeah. It's a, first of all, yeah, it's beautiful how they have him go out looking at the, you know, just mm-hmm. like when his adventure and, began. And it becomes one with the that's, force. That's great. Like, I love that. Like, I really, I, I can honestly say it would have been awful if he had died being defeated by someone. So I guess, you know, kind of like Obi-Wanning it and choosing this is when I'm going to go mm-hmm. is a great way to do it. So but, it's, it's a nice nod. But to answer your question, I, Pablo Hidalgo, the head of the Star Wars story group at Lucasfilm, says that there are actually more planets in the Star Wars universe that have two suns than those that don't. That's actually really cool. Because, I mean, in space, like, even in our space, there are two stars that orbit each other that... Which is yeah. a thing. So, you know, mm-hmm. you could have planets orbit those suns, basically. Which, I guess, what's like I say, I guess explains why there's so many sand planets in Star Wars. Yeah. Like, everybody yeah, I guess has so. a sand planet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of my favorite lines, was, like... It's like, you didn't just come from nowhere, I came from Jakku. It's like, okay, that's basically that's nowhere. That's basically nowhere. <laughs> Jakku, yeah, this this trilogy so far, Jakku's taken a lot of smack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even a guy from Tatooine is like, yeah, man, Jakku. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A guy who grew up in the boonies of Tatooine was like, man, I don't even want to touch, ta- touch Jakku with a 10-foot stick. I could not I could not farm one bit of moisture out of Jakku if I wanted to. <laughs> oh, but you talked about Obi-Wan. Did you at least... What did you think of the, the nod to R2 showing Leia? That actually caught me super by surprise, which is weird because I almost feel like that was like one of the most low-hanging fruit things they did was to replay that, and yet I was caught totally by surprise. I loved that more than the yeah. Yoda nod just because mm-hmm. it was so unexpected, mm-hmm. and I feel like it would have paid off more, again, if Leia hadn't become zombie space Leia, right? and she had actually been dead, and it was like showing like a reminder yeah, of exactly. her. Yeah, exactly. It would have had a little bit more tangible payoff. Well, like, especially because, yeah. yeah, that happens, that scene happens so quick after the, you know, she flies out into space and the super Leia and um no cause like man I remember during that whole like there's, a, there's about like that like 5-10 minutes of the movie like where you know she gets blown up and then flies back and then and then where they show that I just hear people crying in the theater that whole time no loud where Leia sobs. died yes loud sobs loud sobs that whole 5 minutes oh, mostly man. the guy I went to see the movie with who was sitting right next to me <laughs> <laughs> totally not you though not me though not, not me though the first, the second time, not the you. Second the second time. time. The second time I did cry. I didn't cry the first time. The second time really? I did cry, and it. But it At was what part? The bomber scene with the Paige, Paige Tico Rose's sister. Oh, at the very beginning. That one got me, man. I was mm-hmm. just like, 
Whoo! And then also when Luke's cloak floats off into the breeze, oh, yeah. I also I get felt some. I've got, I got pretty emotional there too. So, but the bombers. What'd you think of the bombers' like design? Uh, I actually. Now you're about to really get how Star Wars nerdy I am. I actually play the little miniature game they have where you buy yes. the little pictures of the, the little ships and stuff. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that one to come out in that game. I want I want my bomber. <laughs> I thought they looked so cool because like they they even had like the they they really gave kind of like a face to all the people. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't just like oh we have a bunch of X wings oh their X wing blow up. You know it's like you saw like the pilots, the people, and the gunners and that sort of thing. You even had the the A wing ace pilot. Yeah lady who is like i mean i call her amelia Earhart. she has that right like, scarf or whatever right on <laughs> and um uh but those so like that entire bit like just reminded me of like world war ii yeah i say that i think that whole first sequence really like paid off at least as far as you want a space battle because like force mm-hmm. awakens had like no space battles at all so like yeah, i feel like they were just like okay up front the entire space movie's battle. a space battle up front <laughs> it's a space battle right <laughs> exactly well but my one complaint was i feel like they needed to slightly expl- I feel like there was a lot of headcanon on space mechanics from it because the way that they dropped the bombs, I mean, it's space, there's no gravity. So was it that, is it the fact mm. that there was gravity inherently in the bomber and as it drops, it goes from gravity to no gravity and that's how it's able to go down? Because otherwise it's space. Like it needs some sort of- That's fair. It needs some sort of propulsion yeah. to go downwards, to go into the- Hull. Like, or think of it's space. It, you're right. No, or is that's it like it's a right. dreadnought, right? So does the dreadnought have its, its own such, mass? Maybe has so some gravity. Big, does it have its own gravitational? Semi- that, that's. I feel like that's pushing it. I would be more willing to just go with because I mean they all the ships have like inherent gravity. gravity. Like, inherent so, gravity. I feel like it's that there's so inherent just, gravity. It, so it goes that, from gravity it was to just, no gravity. Yeah, that, it was just going yeah, down yeah. in the yeah. ship and then it hits space and just continues you know no friction, no anything. That was the only way I could think that. I mean, I thought maybe gravity, but I feel like it makes more sense with the gravity. I'll say this, as far as space physics goes with Star Wars, as to why after, the, after the ship it, was that I've given up on space physics after and Star Wars. Oh, no, not even that one. That one, I think, is easy. Go, go back to Attack of the Clones, episode two, when Jango Fett unleashes the sound bomb in space. Oh, yeah, the sound <laughs> bomb in space. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, there was a loud boom whenever the... Yeah. Whenever, in this movie, whenever they had the scene that you were talking about where light speed through exactly. the... The ships and it sizes for a second, and then a loud boom, and then you get a loud boom. But how? Fire, and 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 all the ships are on fire in the vacuum of space. (laughs) And not to (laughs) mention, even in the first scene, when everybody's on, when the 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 rebels are on the planet, they it's like you can hear the uh, the star destroyers exit out of light speed while they're on the planet. That was actually a really cool, like Mm -hmm. a really cool. They did they did a bunch of stuff that was like. It was like, oh, this is a Star Wars thing, but you've never seen it from this angle. Exactly. You know, it's like you've never seen a... A lot of the hyperspace stuff. Yeah. Like the, the windows like, and stuff. Yeah, because like you usually just see it from the front. You've never seen it from the side. If you have, I can't think of a time when they mm-hmm. did. No, me either. Or it's like, or something, you can see it like from the, from the planet itself. Exactly. No, I thought that stuff was really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so BB-8 is supposed to be kind of intelligent, he has some if, kind of personality. Ish. Ish. Why does he suddenly become incompetent when he's put in a trash can? He can still see through the trash can. Why does he suddenly become dopey and incompetent and runs into walls? I don't get that. Yeah. I mean, have you tried walking around with a giant trash can on your head, Ryan? No, but I mean, like, it'd be like the equivalent of just, like, wearing a mask. Like, you can still see through. You don't become incompetent. For the record, I just, like, 
Do you know, it's it's one of those weird things. I'll say this was one of the weird things to me about this movie was it was there's a lot of stuff that's very like almost like too like real world, and that was one because like they like pull the trash bag out before they flip yeah, the like, trap before they flip the trash can over him, and I was just like, man, it's like that Gladware, like, you know, was, you know, like I was kind of trash like, bags. I, was like, I, was kinda I like, never thought of that. Yeah, was like, that's that's the one thing that I, I never thought about. I was like, well, yeah, of course they would have trash and stuff, you know, but you that's like. I don't think I've ever seen a trash can, can or bag, a trash bag in trash. any... Well, but they have a trash compactor, so I thought I always thought they were just yeah, like space chutes. Yeah, right? but see, yeah, and the trash compactor, it's all like scrap metal and stuff like that. You know, you don't even see like leftover lunch it's or it's being eaten by the weird where, monster. Where, where are all the blue milk cartons? You know, <laughs> yeah. where do those go? The bantha milk. <laughs> Where's the bantha milk carton? He's got to give you eye contact or no milk. Right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 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 but... No, that was one of the things that I noticed, like, mul- like multiple times. Like, man, that just seems really, really real world. Even, like, the ironing. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't need to know that that's where the officers get their suits ironed. You know, it's like, of course it happens, because they're all looking really crisp and mm. Nazi-ish and whatever. I think but, that was just know. their way of heavy-handedly telling you that's where the clothes were, so that they right. could dress up for the It was a very, like, it's like, oh, it's like a ship landing. No, it's not. It's an iron. Yeah. There, there was a, there was just a, a lot of things like that that were almost, like, really... That's probably my number one complaint on it, just as a Star Wars fan. It's like, man, this got really real-worldy. Still haven't seen anyone use a toilet yet. Right? <laughs> it's going to be in the next one. <laughs> Come bring it home, JJ. Bring it home. <laughs> bring it home, JJ. <laughs> uh, one of the other things was... I saw one of the other big complaints on the internet was... How did Benicio del Toro's character know that uh, Laura Dern had shipped everyone off the ship on escape pods? Because that wasn't conveyed over the radio. I mean, so how did he, he know did that to that tell? He did tell and them that he, they were fueling up the escape pods, or the the. He does say that. He says now they're fueling the up the escape pods. You know, he's kind of okay. like venting to him. Yeah, and I mean, you get the sense that he's a pretty wily, wily guy. So he probably so he says like, oh, yeah, they're doing something. And it's like, oh, we don't see anything. It's like, well, check to see if it's cloaked. You know, it's probably something as simple as that. Which is like, there's a bunch of stuff that they, that you, that just leaves you up to like, well, how did they do that? But for me, it always comes back to the, um, we see that flashback three separate times with, between Luke and Kylo Mm -hmm. Ren. And I felt like at least for the first time, we didn't need to see that happen where it's like, he just, it's like, uh, he just, where Kylo just pulls the pulls the building down on Luke right. and he's just like bang no and like nothing happens I was like didn't need to see it mm-hmm. you know because in, in the because I, I was telling you about this Ryan where the uh, it's like in the episode 4 uh, Star Wars New Hope you know Obi-Wan just says I mean granted it was also made in 77 but he says like uh, Vader killed your dad you know right and I was like there you go you take it you know I don't need to I don't need a flashback sequence to understand that this is what happened. No. See, but I like you the flashback sequences. You get a sequences. prequel trilogy instead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like the flashback sequences helped set up Rey betraying Luke and leaving the island. Yeah. I feel like, because she got, she heard Luke's side, then she heard that Ben's side was different than Luke's with him being more sinister and that's why she leaves. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then she gets like the rebuttal from Luke where he's like, yeah, I know, I was really bad. I didn't even really mean to, but you know, Got to that first instinct was just turn the lightsaber on, and I was like, "Man, I suck. Why would I turn the lightsaber on?" But then he saw me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, what was supposed to be the third lesson? It never happened. 
That's I know it didn't happen. There were two lessons and then she left. What was the third lesson? Don't leave. I don't think Don't go was downstairs. A third lesson. <laughs> was no third lesson. It's kind of like when Luke leaves Dagobah to go to Cloud City. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't. He was like, it was complete training. Incomplete like, training. Um, she incomplete she took training. the books. She was like, you know what? I'm just going to take all the lessons. Yeah, the Which, ones that Luke didn't read, apparently, according to Yoda. To page turners, they were not. <laughs> well, and I didn't even catch it until the second time I watched yep. it that she had the books in the Millennium anyway. Falcon. And that's why he was like, she already knows, she right. already has all the things she needs to know. Yeah. Because she physically has them. Seeing yes. that the second time, yeah, seeing that the second time, knowing that like Yoda has to know that she took the books. Well, I didn't see the books the first time, because right. Finn's going in for like a blanket or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't even pay oh, yeah, it. I like super blinked subtle. and missed it. Super subtle. Yeah. Absolutely. It was Wait. weird how some stuff was very heavy-handed while other things were extremely subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I thought that was great, especially because then Yoda's like, yep, we're just going to burn it down. Burn the tree down. Burn <laughs> mm-hmm. it down. You almost hear Kylo Ren in the background. Kill the past. <laughs> Kill the past. <laughs> but I, I, like, for Luke's character, I felt like that was a good, like, final lesson for Luke because Yoda came back to teach him a final lesson. He was like, dude, mm-hmm. you're still looking towards the horizon, like which he talks about in Empire Strikes Back. He's like, always looking to the horizon, never looking in the here and now. Or maybe that was mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. And I will say, he he had my best, like, because you, you have, like, quotes that you like from stories, but he had the, prob- Yoda still gets the best, like, profound quote of the movie, his last quote. He's like, they are what, what, we are what they grow beyond. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, okay, like, that's ooh, good. Yeah. That's good. Goosebumps. We're gonna we're gonna see some tattoos of that one. Okay. <laughs> so my my last thing is, and but I do get to look forward to this. Force Ghost Luke. Yes, Force, Force Ghost, Ghost Luke. Luke for Episode Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to bring all the force all the Force Ghosts back. I but which which Force Ghosts? All uh, of them. Darth Vader. Obi Wan. You know what? I was like, Darth you know Vader, what? Yeah. I want Hayden Christensen. I want Hayden Christensen what? to come oh, back. No. <laughs> I don't want him to do much. He can just sit there and look pretty or whatever. But so you know, just bring him drawn. back. Bring him back. You know, bring him back. Bring you and McGregor back. You know, he has some more years on. He can probably, you can probably make him look pretty Allegheny. Oh yeah. You know, do you think they bring back Leia Organa, assuming she dies in the scroll up? Well, here's since she's using the Force. Here's, you think she's gonna come back as a Force ghost? I'm wondering because here's the thing. I have. I guess I have to wonder. Did Leia just, you know, in like, you know, high, you know, adrenaline time, she was like, okay, I can, I can do four stuff now. Or has Luke, you know, kind of been, what, did Luke, you know, in between that 30 what years if Leia's the last Jedi? give her some hint stuff, <laughs> you know? Which, yeah, I guess, yeah, didn't get a Jedi, but, you know, I don't know, you know? I feel like Leia chose to um, be part of government than to yeah. follow the path me, of the Me Jedi. too. So I, I would actually say, no, I don't think we're going to get... Force Ghost Leia. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have to be really, really careful with who they make Force Ghosts, you know? Yeah. Actually, but do you know what? You know what? Actually, I'm really excited. I really think might happen in 9. If you... Because I was watching it the second time today. And as you watch the last... Like, the stuff that Luke is saying to Kylo, like, in their... Projection, their banter. In their battle, so like, in the banter. He keeps kid. saying, like, like the stuff he says, like, I'm coming back to haunt you. If yeah. you strike me down, I am coming back to haunt you. You are going to see me again. Using so, force. I think I think episode nine is just gonna be Luke trolling, <laughs> just Luke oh. trolling, uh, trolling. Uh, I don't think anybody else will be able to see him. It's gonna be like the Snuffleupagus effect. He's just gonna be there trolling Kylo Ren the whole time while he's trying to like run his empire. He's gonna be like, that's that's crap, bad decision. Bring the mask back. 
<laughs> Vader wore it better. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Vader wore it better. It's gonna be, he's gonna send send the troops out to do this, and Luke's is gonna be like <laughs> breathing sounds, you know, <laughs> just trolling him the whole time. I do like that his final line to to Kylo was like, "See, See you around, kid." I was yes. like, "Oh, that's so man, that's really cool." <laughs> No, I was I was happy with Luke in this one. I, I know a lot of people had some questions, some problems with that, but uh, no, I was I was perfectly satisfied with Luke in this one. The only thing I'm sad about is that is that Leia won't be in probably nine because yeah. it was supposed to be like seven was supposed to be Han's movie, Han's like send off movie. Eight was supposed to be Luke's send off movie, and they they said like our plan was to do nine is Leia's send off movie, but we're not gonna get to do that now. Yeah, which is very sad. So, what are your predictions for the next like legitimate predictions? Okay, legitimate predictions. I actually, I'm not I'm not saying he's gonna troll him, but I do think that Luke is gonna appear to Kylo Ren. I do think that's gonna happen as a Force ghost. Um, I, I agree with uh, I agree with you that he is definitely or not. Okay, sorry, I just lost my train of thought here. It's gonna be a long amount of time. I think we're gonna get a good. So like, you do think six to, eight, boy. six to eight to ten year span? I think ten years might be pushing it, but a good like six to eight years. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like they can't do like a no, good twenty thirty because then there'd be too much time for yeah. everyone in between. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, they have to it's gonna like be, make up. It's going to be a good span of time. Um, big wish, B wings. I want. I love. I loved B wings yeah, in the, the original. Which ones are the B wings? They're the yeah, ones the that look like little ones. like the cross shaped ones, and they the ones like, that like Django flew. No, 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 no. That was Slave One and Two. Yes, the B wings. You see them in Return of the Jedi. Uh, whenever yeah. they do the final assault on, they, they start Death out Star like two. this and then they like open up like that. Yes, I want to. Those are like my favorite ship out of I'm Star glad Wars. That we saw, I want to bring those back. Yeah. I'm glad we saw a wings. They did a wings this time. So I'm like bring. Yeah, bring we back haven't seen any Y wings yet though. I'll probably bring back the Y wings and just forget about the B wings. I'll be so. What if Ray goes back and gets the X wing? Ooh, that'd be interesting. I I think I think they'll go back to the island. I do think they'll go back but to the why? island. What, what is there on the island to go back for? Ooh, she already has the books. She has the books and Luke is dead. There's no reason to go back to the island. This is unless like, she okay. wants, unless they need to fuel up with know. more pores and they need right? to fight <laughs> the sea go. monster. Okay, you know what? No, that's fair. And I don't lizard know. nuts. Just, just be, I don't know. For some reason, I'm just thinking in like the like the the rhymes of the last one where it's like in the first one, Luke you know, was on Tatooine and then he comes back to Tatooine and then like same for the prequels. He's on Tatooine and then he comes back. To, so maybe not. But she doesn't so go Jakku. to Jakku. So, okay, so I changed my prediction i think they'll go back to jakku i think they'll especially from all the hate that they keep bringing up on it like mm-hmm. even through this movie they'll go back to jakku for something they'll have to go back to jakku to explain her parents i feel like it was a red herring that i really thought whenever he was like i'll see you again i thought he was gonna say sister mm. at that i thought he was gonna reveal at that point that he'd lied to her before right and she's gonna have to go back to jakku to find out who her parents are mm-hmm That'd be interesting. I feel like but that'd be the only to reason to go back to Jakku. Unless she wants to like revive the crashed destroyer that's in the middle of the desert. For some weird reason. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the big risk and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna say Ray and Poe hookup. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> I, I think they were really telegraphing that one. So Unfortunately I feel like you're right on that one. They're gonna hook up and it's kinda gonna be like a uh, and I feel like uh Poe is going to be like the new general. Yeah, or at least uh, a very high-ranking official right. who who runs. I think depending on how big they get the resistance at this point, if there is that big of a time gap, he's gonna be like have a whole section. He's gonna be not the, the whole thing, but mm-hmm. like a big section of it. Right. 
And he kind of has been kind of more on the smaller side of parts in both of these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, the way they showed him off, I felt like he was going to have a lot bigger of a role. Yeah. He had more role in this he one, though. The other role, definitely. he was, like, gone for the most part. It was, well, like, he was quote-unquote quote, They were going to kill him. That He was just going to get his first scene in the original episode seven. Really? He was just, and then they were going to kill him. And then they just liked working with Oscar Isaac so much. They said, we're, we're just going to bring you back. You're just going to fly back in in the next wing. You're good. Yeah. She's like, there you go. <laughs> we just like you so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we don't need to explain it. He's just back. Which is like, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got picked up, you know? Mm-hmm. Made some friends. He could fly anything. Oh, one of the other pickups. How did... Uh, Zach had an explanation for this, but I don't like it. How did Ray end up on the Millennium Falcon after she fought Kylo? Because she, like, stole Snoke's ship, and suddenly she's on the Millennium Falcon. Like, did Chewie swing back in yes. and pick her up? Yes, and it's... Or did she again, escape on the Snoke ship and then hopped on no, the Millennium Falcon really, from there? Really, really subtle. Uh, he, she says to she says to Chewie, drop me off, wait, for, the wait, for my, wait for my signal to come back. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and of course, you know, they could, you know, have gone through the... But how did she get onto it with the ship cut in half and exploding and everything? That, that's my question. Super she, raid. She stole, she stole his <laughs> shuttle. She say, forced zombied into space. Forced zombied into space. Because <laughs> because uh, when when Kylo Ren comes to, he says like, "Where's Ray?" Or or, or us. Uh, Hux says, "Where's Ray?" And he's like, uh, "She killed the supreme leader." And he's escaped like, on a ship. He escaped on her sh- uh, or she escaped on his shuttle, his private shuttle mm-hmm. craft. So yeah, clearly, okay. he had yeah. like a back door somewhere to a special shuttle, yeah. which makes which I could see that. Yeah. So I guess she got on the shuttle and then got on the Millennium Falcon from there. Something yeah. like that. I, I don't know. I was, I, you know, I didn't punch the ticket or anything. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just know that Chewie came back. I, you know, that part seemed pretty, mm-hmm. you know, subtly but well, but explained. And I don't know. I guess I never, I didn't. That, that part didn't bother me at all. I was just like, yeah, Chewie came back. That's what he does. Yeah, like she told him to come back. He came back. Okay. And I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but I know we were talking about it before you we recorded. You were saying that that was your favorite fight scene, though, right? The Praetorian oh, Guard. The Praetorian Guard throne room oh, yeah. scene we is talk, that's gonna be that. that is gonna be can still be considered even if even if this movie like goes out as like uh, nobody really liked this movie. It's like that's what its legacy becomes down the road. People will still go, but that fight scene it was like, awesome. I, up, mm-hmm. up, I would actually say that like as far as anything involving lightsaber fights in Star Wars, my favorite. Has always been Darth Maul, Obi Wan, Qui Gon in Episode One. Yeah, it's the best lightsaber fight. This one might take that over. This, this was one, one of the best me, scenes in that way. Even though it's not lightsaber versus lightsaber, lightsaber fight, guy. it is definitely one of the best ones because it, they because they kind of took like the elements of of the Darth Maul fight with like the more I, I guess we could call them more exotic weapons. Right. With like the sword that turns into a whip and that right. sort of thing, and then double and swords double, and, and double swords and sword stuff, and yeah. the uh, and the the spear javelin thing. Mm-hmm. But instead of and they had that little bit of flourish like they do in mm-hmm. the in the prequels, but they still had the same like heft and weight of like how lightsaber fighting was in the original trilogy. Right. Yeah. No, I'll say that they've done a great job of like not going too over the top with the. Mm-hmm with the, the lightsaber stuff so far. Oh, and I feel like you could... We talked about this in the previous episode, but uh, Kylo's lightsaber, why do you think it's jagged and jutting off spouts of lightning on it as opposed to the clean-cut bar from Anakin's lightsaber? Um, they Is that explained? S- yes. Uh, not in the movie, but in, you know, all the ex- expanded, expanded material. Uh, he's got a like cracked crystal in there. Okay, well, that's, that's what Zach said. <laughs> he's got a cracked crystal. So does that mean that? 
so, Rey's so is going to be like that in the next movie? No, because I don't think she'll have a cracked crystal. In fact, I hope... Well, they showed the crystal in the right. half that she had. So is it a cracked crystal or is it a hole? And it's just they ripped That's off the top on top question. of it. I'm I not sure. This is my theory. She's going to have a double-sided lightsaber. I would actually like a dark ball one. Double yes. sided life That'd be awesome. I want her to have a double sided lightsaber. The way she handles the staff, her is... staff, yeah, which it's... was an awesome fight with Luke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. So I, I, that was like a little little treat. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I feel like that was the biggest tease of her going evil was whenever she got the lightsaber pulled against him. Mm-hmm. I really thought that she was gonna like cut off his other hand or something. Right, and then and then there's other stuff that you think because like I, like for instance, you see that Kylo Ren blocked, you know. Luke's green lightsaber. Where's With, his lightsaber? It, it looks like one new lightsaber. He had Anakin's lightsaber. Was that what it was? Yeah, that's what it looks Did like. He? Yeah, which and then it ends up with no, because he couldn't have had Anakin's because Maz had it. it. Well, see that because Luke both. lost it after Cloud City, and he's like, "How did you find this?" Exactly. That's the so it see, could, Ben Solo couldn't have had it. It. Uh, we'll have to go did. back and look at it, but so, it, to me, it looked like Anakin's I will say, if that's, like, more than Ray's parents and more than, like, who Snoke is, my number one thing I wanted to know is, like, I gotta know where that lightsaber was. I, yeah. Give me give me that lightsaber's history. I, I need Snoke's history. About that lightsaber. Yeah, I just need, like, that lightsaber. <laughs> like a, it's like a one. person. It's just making, like, satirical commentary the whole time as it goes between people. Like, I want yes. that book. <laughs> Like the sister like of the a, traveling lightsaber, like a Forrest <laughs> yes. Gump. I want, I want the saber to be Forrest Gump as he like goes through the seventies, is with all the stuff that happened. You know, yes. that's what I. That's the, <laughs> I want that story. You know, he just doesn't doesn't really actually do much to contribute to it. He was just there. It just happens know? to be there. You know? And what's your prediction about the Knights of Ren? I know we talked about it. A little. Uh, we need to see it. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be that it's his Sith trainees? Gotta be like that again. Like it's like such lightsaber low, wielder it's, trainees. It's such low hanging fruit. Like why would you want to go do something more complicated? Mm-hmm. And here's the question: When you see the, I'm going to assume it's a flashback. When in Episode Seven, when Ray picks up the lightsaber, we see Kylo Ren kill somebody, mm-hmm. and he's got a bunch of people standing behind him. Who are those people? Are those the Knights of Ren? But see, uh, I thought see, they were stormtrooper type people. I was thinking see, I about. I assumed they were the Knights of Ren. See, I assumed they were the Knights of Ren because they mentioned it. But then after watching this movie and like going back and thinking about that, what if those were Praetorian guards? Just like a okay, like she's seeing right. the future, like either the future or that the was past. before before uh, Snoke decided he really liked red a lot, and he was like, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But everything was all dark and stormy, so maybe we just couldn't see the red. That but very at the same time, they were wielding different weapons at the at that time. You see, the interesting thing to me is that no, he was the only one with a lightsaber. Yeah. Still, so Who? it's like Ren, Ren. Kylo Ren. You know, so he's standing there with what you know everybody assumes is the Knights of Ren. You know, you get that like two second shot of all those guys, and they're all wearing carrying like medieval like metal weapon like type giant stuff, you cleaver. Know, or, yeah, exactly. None of them are having lightsabers. Well, Zach, his theory about the cracked Kyra crystal. Was that there's a shortage, so maybe there's very few lightsabers, and Kylo just happens to have one of them. Mm-hmm. And so the reason they have all the medieval weapons, and the reason they developed those other weapons that can fight the lightsabers, is because there is the shortage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you guys hear people in the background. That's my brother in the other room. He he, he, he agrees about the the crystals. He agrees about the Kylo <laughs> yes. crystals. Feels strongly. Yes, about clap, that. clap, clap. Feels strongly about that. <laughs> Uh, my last comment that I wanted to ask you guys about is, did you guys feel like there was a lot of bad CGI in this? Because I felt like the lighting with Yoda, whenever they 
had the warp drive into the ship, and I felt like whenever BB-8 was on the two-legged walker with Kelly Marie Tran, there was, like, really bad CGI in the background. There were, like, just there a couple of scenes where they were just really badly done. Like, they could have spent maybe a little and, more time And the, the zombie space Leia. All that was just kind of weird There's, CGI that was out of place of the movie. I would say the space Leia thing is probably the... I, I can't say that I ever noticed the uh, the BB-8 on the The BB-8 one, to me, is the worst. Okay, see, I did that one... Because theirs, theirs seems very CGI, like, painfully, mm-hmm. whenever they're walking on the two-legged thing, and everything else around it looks like modern CG on a green screen. Uh-huh. Theirs just looks painfully out of place. See, that one, I, I never mm-hmm. even thought... I never even caught that one. The space Leia one is... Yeah, that I had a problem with. I feel like it doesn't help that with these two, I'm not entirely sure about this one, but especially with the with episode seven, yeah, seven, um, they they went a lot more practical. practical effects and things like that. You know, like basically trying to distance themselves as far as possible from the pre- from the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. where everything was green screen, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know it's like th- there's certain things that they had to do CG on. And that's why there's just such a con- there's such a big contrast because so much of it was practical effects. And so it's like you notice the CG stuff more because you're like, oh, yeah. that's not the practical Because it's out of place. Stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even... I was surprised. I guess I never... I assumed that the Porgs were going to be mostly CGI, but there's a lot of times I'm looking at them like, that looks like a puppet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like at least 80% of the time you saw a Porg, it was puppet yeah so that that surprised me i just assumed that that was going to be all cgi so that that alone i was like oh wow that's because this isn't actually george lucas star wars this is jim henson's star wars yeah (laughs) a little bit yeah he's like going out in a big way over here you know i'm not complaining no no a lot of it looked great it looked great well do you guys have any last minute thoughts before we wrap things up um the next sith lord is going to be a porg darth (laughs) darth porg no darth darth plorgus Darth Porgius. <laughs> have you heard the story of Darth? Have you heard the tragedy of Darth Porgius the Wise? <laughs> Darth Porgius the Wise. Darth, Darth Porgy and Bess. Oh, man. Uh, no, my only last comment is uh, bring back Broom Boy. Bring back Broom Boy. Broom Boy Jedi. Broom Boy Jedi. Broom Boy 2020. Broom Boy 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I would, uh, overall, I think I'd probably rate this movie. Like, let's do some ratings here. Okay, out of 10 or out of 5. Um,. Mine's gonna be. Let's go to ten. Make it like a Metacritic score. Okay. Uh, out of ten. All right. Out of ten, I would have to say uh, six and a half roasted porgs. Out of ten. <laughs> Very nice. I'm. I'm gonna actually. I'm. I. I. I still feel really positively about it. There's a. There were flaws, um, but I think. I think a lot of the flaws came from expectations. So I. Just basing on what we got and not maybe what we wanted to get, right? I'm gonna give it uh, eight out of ten flying Leia's because the good, the highs were way higher than the lows were the lows. Okay, and I know I bashed it a lot, but I really did enjoy lots of parts of it that we talked about, like especially like the Praetorian Guard fight scene and other mm-hmm. stuff like that. I feel like I'm also gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a flat six, a flat, flat six, six lizard nuns. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well, then, I'm gonna I'm gonna change mine to a seven. Round it out. Seven roasted porgs. Seven roasted porgs. Very good. <laughs> and a partridge. And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> hey, uh, it's seasonal now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us here. You can follow us uh, on Twitter at the at Casual Viewers, on Instagram at the Casual Viewers. Uh, feel free to email us with your own thoughts. Uh, what did you think about the movie? What movies do you want us to review next? Uh, at Our email is thecasualviewers at gmail.com. 
And we also have a Facebook page. Michael, where can they follow you? Uh, I can be found at um, pretty much on all social media as either uh, Mike Uliberry, my name, or uh, Handlebar Jawa. Handlebar Jawa. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again for coming on the show, Michael. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you guys so much. It was a blast. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us. See you next time, guys. Bye.